Hello and welcome to So Divine. I'm Megan Skinner. And I'm Stephanie Galing. And this is our monthly astrology and tarot podcast where we take a look at the celestial landscape, what's happening in the stars. We pick a tarot card to fit the vibe, all with an eye towards inspiration and helping you to lead a more conscious life. So hello, Stephanie. Hello, my friend. (laughs) Happy summer. Happy August. Wow. It's August already. It's August already, and I hope everybody out there is having an amazing summer. So let's unpack the month, shall we? Let's (laughs) let's do it. Let's do it. And, you know, we start the month off with this Leo energy. And, you know, we've got both the sun and the Mercury conjunct together in Leo. And so at the beginning of the month, we've got this really big, bold, fiery, sunny, expressive energy, right? And Mercury's there. So it's really like exciting our mind and giving us all these great big ideas. At the same time, with all that big, bold, colorful energy, we do have Saturn in there. We have a Saturn opposition. And Saturn's like, you're going to be big. You're going to be bold. <laughs> you're going to be colorful. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. You know, what exactly are you, are you doing? And then, of course, anytime we talk about Saturn, really, this year, we have to talk about the Uranus square. That's the big astro story this year is Saturn in Aquarius square Uranus. So, here we have Leo, all this fixed energy happening, like Leo just saying, I want to be big, I want to be colorful. And then we've got Saturn saying, wait a minute. And then we've got Uranus saying, what the heck? (laughs) (laughs) So that's how we start the month. Yes, it's very interesting. It also feels like it's like played out already with my morning. Um, So yeah, I mean, it's interesting though, I think that notion of like, be big, be colorful, be expressive, be generous, really shine and radiate, like you're talking about Leo, but you have to do with thinking about Saturn, like be really intentional around how you want to shine. Be very diligent, right? And go slow and be steady and maybe look at the long game or play the long game about what you want to create that honors the Saturn, but of course, then the Uranus is, and stay bouncy, right? Like, don't necessarily like, you know, it's not about being too tight. It's not too much Saturn and being too Mm -hmm. tight in the lines. It's also about like, let's look at this from a different angle. Or what about this angle? Or what about that angle? Yeah. You know, when I think about Leo, and of course I have Leo rising, so I am familiar. (laughs) When I think about Leo, I think about, you know, just that creative, creative energy. And so if, you know, we use kind of the analogy of like, you know, this would be a great time where you might want to do some art or, you know, like pull out those, you know, those color pins or pencils. And, you know, there's just this real opportunity here to really dig into that self expression. And, you know, what I like about the the Saturn energy here is, you know, Saturn is a manifester. Saturn makes it real. And so I think for a lot of us creative folk out there, we always are thinking about, I want to, I want to learn to paint. I want to do that creative project. And maybe that Saturn can like really 
tie us down or pin us down and say, okay, let's really, really manifest this. Let's make this real. So Saturn ultimately could get some structure to that creative expression. And then, of course, that Uranus in there could even bring in, especially with Mercury in Leo, right, bring in some higher insight or bring in some kind of that bigger picture, elevated, elevated creative energy. Yeah, I'm all with you with that one, right? All of that. And that notion, too, of like, gaining traction, right? It's not just like, I want to be creative and here's my ideas. It's, okay, I'm going to go buy that canvas, you know, or I'm going to frame that picture. I'm going to actually do something with these ideas and, and maybe not let myself get stuck in the usual ways I let myself get stuck. Like that's where that Uranus can really help out. You know, and I think the other thing too, and we talked about this in the last couple of months when other planets were tying into the Saturn Uranus square, there was Venus and there was Mars. Now there's Mercury is to tap into and try to understand and give words to this tension you may be feeling this year, right? Around, you know, wanting to follow the rules or feeling like other people are imposing rules on you and wanting your freedom and wanting to do things differently. And just to try to understand what this evolution is that's being called forth this year. Yeah, I like that. That uh, the evolution. That's so. That's such an Aquarius word. I feel like, and so yeah, I love again the idea of bringing words to or getting more insight about this tension that we have going on all year with the Saturn Uranus square. The other thing is, you know, here we are talking about Leo being so creative. You brought up another Leo word that I really like, which is generous. And, you know, when I think about Leo, you know, Leo rules the heart in, you know, physical astrology and just that opportunity to like, you know, open up your heart, you know what I mean? And share your light and to be generous with others. I think that there's that aspect to this as well. Yeah, that's really nice, right? I mean, as a whole focus during Leo season, but again, maybe this first week or so, right? To really see like, how can I open my heart? How can I shine with more freedom? What mm. stops me? You know, what fears might stop me? What, you know, what stories may stop me from just showering, you know, love and generosity in an unconditional, uninhibited way? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Okay. Well, speaking of Leo and Uranus, <laughs> Uranus right? It's like we should just call it so divine the Leo Uranus <laughs> episode, right? So on August the 8th, we have that lovely Leo new moon. And of course, it's square Uranus. So let's talk a little bit about that because this is like a continuation, right? If you will, Saturn's maybe a little bit more in the shadow here. But you know, that Leo new moon, again, expressive, new beginnings, you know, get it going, be big. And then Uranus, is just bringing in again this like higher shake it up mix it up energy and when we talk about uranus we oftentimes talk about surprises what is uranus's motto stay bouncy <laughs> stay bouncy and expect the unexpected that's why we've got to stay bouncy because you never know what's going to happen with uranus and that can really throw you off or it could open you up to just so many 
unlimited or different exciting possibilities that you didn't think about. So what are your thoughts on this Leo new moon square Uranus. Well, and to your point, right? It's just a continuation. There's this similar yeah. story, and it's just like another chapter in verse. And it has right, me right. think, which I didn't sort of piece this together before, which itself feels very Uranus, right? Like be open to what might arise, like leave some room for what you, you know, might arise for you in terms of understanding. Is what if then in the beginning of the month, we gathered these insights, right? We saw ourselves striving to like collect the facts and figures to like support our communication, right? We like, we were coming from that understanding perspective because of Mercury. And then that allows us to say, hey, this is what I want to create. This is the part of my life where I want to be more bold. You know, this is where I want to radiate. This is how I want to do generosity. And then we plant those seeds at the Leo new moon. I think that's a fabulous idea. You know, new moons are such a great time to plant new seeds. And, you know, as we were looking at the Leo new moon a little bit earlier, it's about at what, like eight degrees? I think um, it's, no, it's about a little bit like eight plus seven, maybe like 14-ish, I think. Right. And I have to say, you know, here I am just like shouting out my my Leo moon, but this is right, not my Leo moon. I don't have a Leo moon, but I do have Leo rising. So this is going to be right on my ascendant. So just to use me as a little yes, bit of a yes, yes, please. here. So, uh, you know, that week I am going to be having my first ever art show, right? Yay. Dad, she's doing a happy dance. And it is for those of you in the Seattle area. It's going to be at the fabulous Molly's Bottle Shop in West Seattle. What's really exciting about this is I've never had an art show before. And so my Leo moon, my Leo rising is just so excited about having my art out in the world. And so here we are talking about that Saturn energy. You know, I've put together prints and I've framed them, you know, really putting that structure around it. And then Uranus just busting it out to the world. So, you know, that's an example, I think, a little bit about this wonderful new beginning and this wonderful opportunity to express myself and my art to the world. So, yay, Leo rising and yay, Leo <laughs> new moon. I think that's a great example. It's a gorgeous lived example, right, of exactly that which is being invited in, right? For all of us, right? And you know, maybe particularly for you and other people who have those strong Leo placements. But it's this, yeah. you know, to me too, like the fact that it's a Leo new moon then and you're a Leo ascendant or a Leo rising, it's like the beginning of a new way of casting your identity and how you orient in the world. I mean, how perfect and your first ever art show of your gorgeous art. Oh, thank you so much, Stephanie. I appreciate all the support. So let's move it forward. And then a few days here, because we've got an, an interesting little pocket here, um, mid-month around like what, August 18th through maybe August 20th, because we've got Mercury once again now uh, you know, in the forefront, we've got a Mercury-Mars conjunction. Now, Mercury will have moved to Virgo at this point, and then we've got Mars in Virgo. And well, let's talk about <laughs> that. Mercury and Mars, that's very, that's like very energized, I have to say. It's putting action behind your words or infusing your words or your thoughts with like vivacity and will. 
So, you know, there's just more, or it could be also with Mars, like fighting with your words, choosing your mm-hmm. words, or it doesn't have to be your words. It could be your sounds or your art or anything that you create that delivers insights that it has more fuel, right? And and they can actually serve to champion a cause, you know, or a desire that's inherently important to you. That said, you, of course, want to watch that people around you are not, you know, are they becoming, I mean, it's great to be animated with your words, but that people are not like fighting with their, you know, more incendiary, like all sort of fired up with their words. And the fact that it's in Virgo, right, may also be that like, it's a great time in terms of like organization and classification and doing like craftsmanship. But of course, with Virgo, we also look like, just be careful about the the inner perfectionist or critic that might live like deep within your recesses of you because she or he may be more amplified. Uh, definitely. I, you know, Virgo sometimes can be that perfectionist. And I think with Mercury and Mars together, you know, it, it's, I think we have to be a little careful about burning out, right? That's kind of a, that's some powerful, mm-hmm. even explosive energy, right? So just be mindful. That's kind of a Virgo word. Be mindful around that time about just staying grounded with everything. And then the next day on August 19th, we have the Sun-Jupiter opposition. I think, Stephanie, I, I don't know why, but I think you're very excited about that. <laughs> I want to hear what you have to say. I don't know why. I'm just I, I, what we talked about before, you got very excited about that. <laughs> and what else? Here's our friend Uranus again. Uranus stations retrograde. So, Stephanie, talk to us about Sun-Jupiter opposition. Oh, my God. I feel like this month is like and more of the same, but different, right, with that like Uranus retrograde. Um, so, but before that, the Sun-Jupiter opposition, there's definitely this like calling forth to shine big and to be big. You know, there's also this sense perhaps of like more limitlessness, you know, enthusiasm, excitement, lots of encouragement, especially because that sun is in Leo. But of course, anytime there is any planet opposing Jupiter, we might want to be optimistic and own that gorgeousness of an exuberance, but also know that there are natural limits that we don't necessarily want to like extend past. And, you know, Sun-Jupiter could also be very bombastic, right? Very Mm. overly bold, overly dramatic, overly like, hello, here I am, the center of the universe. You know, so I think we need to be careful for like to be inspired, but also again, to like watch to what you said before about something else. Also, I think like to like to radiate, but to watch burning out. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, it's it's so interesting, Stephanie, as we're, you know, talking about this and unpacking the month, what keeps coming to my mind is, wow, there is a lot of really big energy happening in August, right? A lot of bigness mm-hmm. and expansiveness, right? So again, just that mindfulness about be big, be bold, but, you know, don't burn out. You know, so talk to us also Uranus. And as we're talking about Uranus, just, you know, just a a reminder, Uranus is in the sign of Taurus. So that's why it's squaring that Leo energy. So Uranus is going to go retrograde for a little while. And that's always, you know, that, do you feel like that kind of softens Uranus a bit? Um, 
it's like, I don't know if it's maybe softens, makes it more internal, right? It's more mm-hmm. of like a going back over. Um, yeah, and those days around any station, like that energy of that planet is really loud. So like, if you didn't get enough Uranus in the middle of in the beginning of the month, like it's back here for you. So, <laughs> you know, again, the old like expect the unexpected, there's out of the blues, the pivot, the detours, the stay bouncy. And, um, you know, also that sense of the sudden, you know, just be open to that things can shift suddenly. I think that's something you always have to think about with Uranus, that flexibility, that adaptability, that being trusting yourself that you have the wherewithal and the resourcefulness that in a moment, it's you that decides to pivot. It's you that takes the detour because it does, it kind of reminds me of, you know, what just happened with Simone Biles, right? Like in that moment, the gymnast who's like, no, like I know that this is not going to be in my best interest for my well-being, my physical well-being, right? That moment of being so aware of who we are and the environment in which we are swimming that we can do our do a real healthful, mindful pivot. That's such that's such a great example. And, you know, I think we're all learning that in general right now. It's just everything is shifting and changing day to day, moment to moment. We're all learning how to be light on our feet. And I, I really love that you're reminding us to check in with ourselves, you know, to go in and just really find our own truth about what works for us in that moment. And, you know, we're all learning to pivot, 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 pivot. It. That's kind of a gymnastic term. Oh my isn't god! It, completely, right? completely. <laughs> yeah, like how do you consciously okay. vault yourself into life? You know, you can like use a lot of right. gymnastics. Good job. There you go. There you go. Okay, so let's move forward because we have. Let's talk about the full moon. Blue moon. <laughs> I don't know why I want to sing, but that's a question for you. So we have the August full moon on the 22nd, and it's in the sign of Aquarius. Now, we did have an Aquarius full moon last month. So what I was wondering, Stephanie, I, people are calling this a blue moon. Is that is that correct? Um, so there's sort of some, there's different thinking on that, right? Like sometimes sort of technically from it, like, I don't know, it's not astronomy, but like calendar wise, I would say people more say it's a blue moon if there's two full moons in a calendar month. But in that definition, it could be different. Like it could be a, you know, say one that's where the, the moon is in Aquarius and then the next one where the moon is in Pisces. Like from that definition, it doesn't have to sort of be astrologically similar. But this one, there's actually two bloom, two full moons with the sun in Leo and the moon in Aquarius in Leo season. So some people do also say that this is a blue moon, but it's, it, it's just, it's a different definition. Yeah, just I there's just something about blue moon that's kind of sexy. It's completely you know I mean? sexy. <laughs> that's why I'm like, okay, so we'll call it a blue moon. Uh, you know, that works for me. And also since this is the second Aquarius moon, right, of of Leo season, maybe it's an opportunity to kind of look back to last month. I when was the last Aquarius full moon? I think it was on the twenty second of July. Twenty third. 23rd. Okay. And to look back and like, where were you then? And where where are you now? You know, the moon is always so about cycles. It's so cyclic, you know, I mean, that's the beauty of part of watching those new moons and full moons and 
you know, Balslamic moons, etc. So like, maybe just like, you know, take a moment and look, I was over here on last month and I've, you know, I'm now I'm over here. What, what has come full circle for me? You know, I think that's very full moon like. That's beautiful. Right. Cause it was like that first awareness related to themes that were illuminated in the beginning of that, you know, this, those, the Zodiac and those signs. And now it's at the very end. So like to your point, like, what has evolved? What has come full circle? You know, how does the awareness that I'm tapping into around the 22nd relate to themes? Because it should be similar themes because of the signs. You know, maybe there's themes related to like, you know, Leo Aquarius, the I, my creativity, how I want to shine. And the Aquarius, like how I relate to the collective that I'm part of. It's not just about me, but it's also not just about we. It's about it's about me and we, and how can we dance really beautifully together? Oh, the dance of me and we. No, I like that. No, that is a so, you know, Aquarius full moon and, you know, Leo sun. Yeah. Me and the dance of me and we. I like that a lot. Yeah. And can, can I just I say like one that. thing? It's interesting because it's like, yeah. again, like these, these themes keep on sort of showing up. I mean, even back to that sun Jupiter opposition, right? The sun was in Leo and Jupiter was in Aquarius. In this full moon, the sun is in Leo and the moon is in Aquarius. So that bridging those two signs, both archetypally, but also for, you know, if you know your chart, like where are, do they fall for you? Because those are two parts of your chart that are being really lit up over these weeks. Yeah, that's great. That's a great reminder. So look at where Leo and Aquarius are, what houses are there, what planets are there, because that's where where you're going to get stimulated, as we like to say, with all this energy. Stephanie's doing jazz hands. Right. I know exactly. I'm I'm being very Leo right now. I'm being overly expressive. I wish you could see her. Even even more than usual. And then that's, you know, that's so interesting, right? Because it's like, the that full moon at the end and then we enter th- that same day later the sun goes into virgo yeah i was just gonna say so that's so interesting you know it's like leo bold bright and then, uh, then we go <laughs> that very grounded you know uh you know uh, virgo energy and earth, virgo's an earth sign and we talked a little bit about that with the uh with the mercury mars conjunction so yeah so we shift energies pretty darn quickly going into virgo season and i think that's going to ground things a bit you know i mean by by then maybe we'll all be like whew. <laughs> <laughs> that that was a lot. I'm ready to ground out a little bit. I'm ready to be more in my body and be yeah. more mindful about things and not feel like I have to be so big and out there. Beautiful, beautiful. So tell us, is it that time of is that time of the month? Is it that is it that time of the podcast? <laughs> Oh my God, did I just snort? Oh my God. Because I know where you're going. It's time for, we should have music for this, the tarot card of the month. We should have a little something something going on there. We'll talk to our producer, Sebastiano, about that. So, of course, you know, for the tarot card for the month, I had to pick the sun card. You know, and the sun card is one of the most beautiful cards of the uh, tarot deck because, you know, it's interesting because each each of the cards of the tarot, each of the archetypes is ruled by a different astrological sign or planet. And the sun card is ruled by 
the sun. So it's like, it makes it just so apparent and so easy and so simple. And the sun card is about rebirth. And with the sun card, it's truly a brand new day. And they talk about with the sun card, it's this new innocence because the sun card actually follows the moon card. And the moon card is, you know, that deep emotional, little bit of dark night of the soul and nothing's quite clear in the shadow energy of the moon. And then here we have the sun card and it's like, it's like this like rebirth and I don't have to worry about those dark shadows anymore. I'm in some very new energy. And of course, with the sun, especially in the tro, well, also in astrology, it's very much about, it's time to shine your light. And with the sun card, it really encourages you to not worry or get into what other people may think or what those expectations are, or what if I fail or what if I'm too big? I think for those of us with like, you know, big suns or Leo energy, we're always worried about, am I going to be too big? You know, am I going to be too bright? So the sun card is perfect for this month. And it's this real encouragement in a very pure kind of way to be the sun and shine your light. And, you know, sometimes with, with, with people with this card, they talk about, is it egotistical to like, like put myself out there and, you know, you know, you know, shine my light. And I always say, well, the sun's the center of the solar system. So let some planets orbit around you for a while. And also I think when the when self-expression is coming from this place of centeredness, it's really a beautiful thing to behold. So um, have your own art show this month. Uh, you know, be creative, shine your light, and the sun card is just the perfect archetype for that. Oh my God, beautiful, beautiful! And you were so embodying that this month. I love with with your art show. It's just perfect. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Well, it sounds like we have a big month in store and um, happy summer to everybody. And also don't forget, you can connect with Stephanie and I through our websites um, and at sodivine.us. Shoot us an email. Let us know how you're doing. We love connecting with you. Yes. And definitely to think, I just wanted to say again, like think for yourself, like the end of July to the end, the third week of August, like what you know, what awareness has gotten on, has become more infused and more evolved with those full moons. So yeah, big, big so thanks to our producers, Nick Petrie and Sebastiano Tecchio, to all of you out there and to you, Megan. To you, Stephanie, have a fabulous August. Mm-hmm.